In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth didn't have any shape, and it was empty. There was darkness over the surface of the waves. At that time, the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, and it was good. And God separated the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, and it was day one. God said, let there be a huge space between the waters. Let it separate water from water. And that's exactly what happened. God made a huge space between the waters. He separated water from under the space from water above it. God called this huge space sky. There was evening and there was morning. It was day two. God said, let the water under the sky be gathered into one place. Let dry ground appear. And that's exactly what happened. God called the dry ground land. He called all the water that was gathered together seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land produce plants, let them produce their own seeds, and let there be trees on the land that grow fruit and the seeds in it. And that's exactly what happened. So the land produced plants, and the land produced trees that grew fruit and seeds in it. God saw that it was good. There was evening and there was morning. It was day three. God said, let there be light in the huge space of the sky. Let them separate the day from the night. Let them be lights in the huge space of the sky to give light on the earth. And that's exactly what happened. God made two great lights. He made the larger light to rule over the day and the smaller light to rule over the night. He also made the stars. God put the lights in the huge space of the sky to give light on the earth. There was evening and there was morning. It was day four. God said, let the seas be filled with living things. Let birds fly above the earth across the huge space of the sky. So God created the great sea creatures. He created every kind of living thing that fills the seas and moves about in them. He created every kind of bird that flies. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and he said, have little ones so that there will be many of you. Fill the water in the seas. Let there be more and more birds on the earth. There was evening and there was morning. It was day five. God said, let the land produce every kind of living creature. Let there be livestock and creatures that move along the ground and the wild animals. And that is exactly what happened. God made every kind of wild animal. He made every kind of livestock. He made every kind of creature that moves along the ground. God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make human beings so that they are like us. Let them rule over the fish in the seas and the birds in the sky. Let them rule over the livestock and all the wild animals. Let them rule over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created human beings like his own likeliness. He created them to be like himself. He created them as male and female. God blessed them. He said, have children so that 
There will be many of you. Fill the earth and bring it under your control. Rule over the fish in the seas and the, and the birds in the sky. Rule over every living creature that moves along the ground. Then God said, I am giving you every plant on the face of the whole earth that produces its own seeds. All of them will be given to you for food. I am giving every green plant as food for all the land animals and for all the birds in the sky. I am giving them to every living thing that breathes. God saw everything he made, and it was very good. There was evening and there was morning. It was day six. So the heavens and the earth and everything in them were completed. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on that day, he rested from all his work. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. He blessed it because of that day he rested from all work he had done. That's a nice sound. Welcome to our Ash Wednesday service. Our prayer um, is that tonight's service will be a thoughtful and meaningful beginning for all of us uh, to the season of Lent. We've just opened with a reading from Genesis chapter 1 where all things began. We're going to move now into a service that is uh, somewhat interactive in places and that will take us from the very good beginning of creation that we just heard about to our brokenness, our grief, and our mortality. Hopefully everyone picked up one of these kits out in the lobby uh, when you came in. If not, you'll need to go get that as we'll be using it soon. And in a moment, I will offer prayer, uh, and then we'll go into a video reading of Genesis 3. And at a certain point in that video, uh, you will be instructed to pull out visually. You will be instructed to pull this stick out and break it. Um, you will break it at about the two-thirds mark, and we'll come back to those, uh, that stick a little bit later in the service. And then near the end of our service tonight, you're invited to come forward to receive the imposition of ashes upon your forehead. If you want to, you don't have to. The season of Lent, which uh, lasts 40 days minus the Sundays, 40 days leading up to Easter, begins today. It is a season of reflection and repentance. Ashes are a biblical sign of mortality. So we sometimes say, uh, at funerals and so forth, ashes to ashes and dust to dust. They are also a sign of repentance. So for centuries, followers of Jesus have gathered on this day to demonstrate our repentance and our mortality by having ashes placed on our foreheads in the shape or the sign of the cross. After you have received the ashes, you may sit in silent reflection and prayer or you're free to leave the sanctuary. We do ask that as you leave the sanctuary after the service, you uh, would be, remain silent until you get outside into the parking lot. And for those of you who are going to a study uh, another part of this building, just wait till you get a little further down the hall, please. There will be no formal benediction at the end of the service. You'll simply see the words, go in peace, up on the screen. Uh, you are uh, then invited to leave, or if you'd like to sit here for a little longer, you can certainly do that as well. Let us hear... The word of the Lord from Psalm 51, verses 1 through 17. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. 
According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness, even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your way so that sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, you who are God, my Savior, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you, God, will not despise. Would you pray with me? Good and gracious God, as we come together at the beginning of this season of Lent, we pray that we would begin well. We pray that you would take us to the places that we need to be, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, the broken places, God. Help us to go to those places, to be mindful of our own sinfulness and mortality and our need for repentance, and to be grateful all along in what you have done for us in Christ Jesus. But tonight, God, we ask that you remind us of the sacrifice you have made on our behalf. Help us to worship you fully with all of our hearts, minds, and bodies, souls this evening. We pray that you would receive all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. The man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? 
Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. The Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I'll put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. It will crush your head and you will strike his heel. To the woman, he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. To Adam he said, Because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded, you must not eat from it. Curses are gone because of you. Through painful toil you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground since from it you were taken. For dust you are, to dust you will return. Ash Wednesday is a time to remember that we are broken people. We have experienced brokenness in many ways in our own lives. Tonight we will sit and reflect on this brokenness. I will guide you through the four questions that are in your Ash Wednesday bags, leaving a time of silence after each question for you to sit and think and pray. So we begin with our first question. Is there a sin I need to confess and repent? Where do I feel brokenness in my own body? Where am I experiencing brokenness in my relationships? Where do I need Jesus to work in my life? 
When you're ready, you can wrap your broken sticks into a cross as a reminder of how Jesus takes our brokenness upon himself. Through Jesus' death and resurrection, God offers us restoration, healing, and wholeness. On your screens, you'll see an instructional video guiding you how to create this cross. Let's stand together as we sing, Brokenness is Ours.
You may be seated. So every day, if we choose to pay attention, we are reminded of our own mortality. And we have all been aware and we've been subject uh, to a major pandemic and, and really the lingering effects of the pandemic for the past three years. In headlines of earthquakes in the Middle East, the war in Ukraine, those are continual reminders to us of our frailty, the frailty of life. The scripture also reminds us of, of this reality. The writer of Hebrews says it best. He writes, it's appointed for the people to die once, and after that to face judgment. Death, death is unavoidable. It cannot be cheated. Jesus knew that his earthly mission was to die for us. But he, Jesus also experienced the sadness of death. He, he did that when his cousin, John the Baptist, was killed. And scripture states, you know, we're very familiar with this, with Jesus wept over the loss of his friend, Lazarus. The Apostle Paul states that God is aware of our, our living and he's aware of our dying. Paul writes, for none of us lives for ourselves alone and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. And for, for this reason, Christ died and returned to life so he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. One of my favorite passages, verses, comes from Psalm 116, 15, where the psalmist writes, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. So during Ash Wednesday and this, the season of Lent, we, we pause. We pause to contemplate these truths. And we're, we're invited into the observance of Lent by, by self-examination and repentance, by prayer and fasting, by self-denial, and by the reading and meditating on God's holy word. So, so to make a right beginning of repentance as, as a mark of our mortal nature, I want to invite you now to pray with me. And that's going to be followed by a time of silence. And then for those who are interested in receiving the ashes, you're invited to um, form two lines right down the middle here of the center of the sanctuary. And you can come forward. Pastor Stacy and Pastor Kristen uh, will be available for the imposition of ashes. So I invite you to pray with me now. It'll be followed by a time of silence. Let's pray. Almighty God, in, in the beginning, you created humankind from the dust of the earth. And God, we know that each of us must walk through the valley of the shadow of death in, in many ways, really, during our lifetime. And that ultimately, it will be appointed for us to die. But we are thankful, God, that you are with us. God, I ask and pray that you would bless these ashes. May they be come for us a sign of our mortality and penitence. And God, I pray that we be mindful that we all go to the same place. All of us come from dust, and to dust all must return. And God, may we remember, remember that it's only by your love, Jesus, and your grace through the gift of you, your son, Jesus, that, you, that we are given everlasting life. 